to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Okay. Is that another one? Yeah. Okay. We need to time the contractions. That's what you do. Time the contractions. Okay. Uh, one sugar plum fairy. Two Charlie. sugar plum fairy. You just need to calm down. Big deep breaths. Oh, Charlie, I need you to go get Jack. What? I'll be all right. I'm not leaving you alone. Charlie, I can, please, I can deliver a baby. I can do this. This must happen all Charlie, the time. Charlie, you don't know how to Wait, deliver. No, listen to me. I'm not let anything happen to you. I might not know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. If I can kick drugs, I can deliver a baby. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island, and please stay close by because we're, we're so lost. lost. We need to find out who did this to her. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Ed And we're back for another rousing edition, almost halfway Very through the season. Very rousing, apparently. Yes, almost halfway through the season. Wow. I know, it's incredible. That kind of flew. I know, it's, it, it's been going crazy. It's amazing what happens when for a while you're doing two and three episodes a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, as always, we, we're also joined by our chat room right now. It's just Michael Lucero in there. Hi, hi, Michael Lucero. Yourself. But uh, we love you uh, over at live.universebox.com. We kind of change up the nights that we uh, record this thing. It depends on what's happening in the rest of the world. It's been floating Wednesday or Thursday p.m. Or at <laughs> p.m. <laughs> Only in the p.m. <laughs> at 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Keep an eye out on our Twitter, Twitter. at We're So Lost and our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash We're So Lost. I True story. Uh, j- to, and we always announce it the day of or the day before, uh, depending. Yep. So you can keep an eye out there. Uh, Emery, why don't you tell them our spoiler policy and then we'll get into the discussion. Uh, Okay. Hi, our spoiler policy. Typically with our shows, we do love spoilers. We find them fun. We find them entertaining. But with Lost, since the entire series is over and almost anything is a spoiler, please be selective with what you share with us. We only want to know or have chit-chat about things that have happened through the episode that we are currently reviewing. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you send in any feedback, please clearly label what episode it belongs with in the title. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, you can can tell us, like, rough things like, oh, that will – you will get an answer to this eventually or – you will see this character again, that kind of stuff. That's fine. Please don't give us a time stamp for a specific episode as to when or we be will like, feel. Or be like, you will see Saeed and he will be a mutant with two right. giant claws. Lobster man. Yeah, exactly. Nor lobster man. And I will say that Michael over in the chat room has said that uh, halfway through and it feels like the story hasn't even started yet. Well, to him, it hasn't because there's, what, five other seasons Yeah, yeah that he so has memorized verbatim. They, they, a long way to go in this We're So Lost <laughs> yes. experiment. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and get start, started talking about season one, episode 10. Uh, Amory, why, why don't you do the honors? Claire Littleton is hopelessly preggers. A midnight attack turns Hurley name beggars. Charlie discovers a single monk mom kink saeed returns from beyond the brink will our young bell become a new mother ethan's true nature is raised by another raised by another stop it emory what'd you think um i kind of loved it hi i've been waiting for this episode mm-hmm. because i love emily de raven and i don't understand the pregnant character on the how it's not she's not more important yeah and this was a very claire centric episode this was claire this was this was claire the episode so of course even actually even the parts that weren't about claire ended up being about claire a bit 
a bit. And I have some theories on even the parts that weren't about Claire. Oh. At all were about Claire. Interesting. So uh, obviously we're going to start off talking about Claire. Not really. Not really, actually. Uh, what we're actually going to start talking about is the big cliffhanger at the end, which always seems to be our first point, And that's Ethan wasn't on the plane. What? I know. He wasn't on the plane? I know. It's insane. Ethan, no plane. Ethan, no plane. <laughs> Ethan, no plane. Yeah. It is insane. Okay, so this dude, uh, this weird guy. Creepy. Okay, he was creepy when he went hunting with, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. With um, Locke. Locke. Yeah, I was like that guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, but this episode, he was almost—he almost seemed kind of normal uh, for the no. right up until the end. Really? Maybe a little bit with Hurley. He was a little suspicious, but we well, yeah, especially once Hurley's asking him his. Inf- sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No. no. Especially when Hurley was what? Asking about his information and why he needed to know it. Yeah, he was like, why do you need to know that? Yeah, just checking people down. Little shady. Mm-hmm. Little shady. But obviously this dude is not actually Ethan uh, or who he says he is. Like, uh, I, I, I don't – because, you know, I, I, I would assume he's going under an assumed name at this point because he's lying to the group about being part of the group. So I, I, I'm, I'm assuming he uh, picked a assumed name or at least he's not who he told Hurley he was. So if he's not – not the dude we thought he was, then who is he? Uh, like I said, it, we mm-hmm. said, you know, he, he was super crazy uh, after seeming, I, I thought, pleasant the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I, my big thing is, do you think he's the person who attacked Claire in her sleep? Absolutely. You do? Yes. Well, yeah. There's... Did you see the way she looked at him at the end? Mm-hmm. She recognized him. Well, and there was some good evidence for that because he was right there when she started screaming, uh, which pretty suspicious. By the way. Yeah. Those screams, I was watching, rewatching this on headphones. Actually, I might have watched it both times on headphones. But yeah, those screams, I had to like pull the headphones out. They were so... Blood curdling. Blood curdling. They were legitimately blood curdling. Mm-hmm. Can you it, imagine being there and hearing those? Mm-hmm. I, one thing I will say for em- Emily DeRaven in this episode mm-hmm. is that she show, has showed more nuance in her performance in this episode of Lost than she has in the entire series of Once Upon a Time. And that's not her fault. Yeah. Yeah. They don't write it for her. But anyway. you know, Ethan, I, I would assume he was the guy who attacked her if the attack happened to begin with, which it might not have. It might have just been some sort of weird spooky mm-hmm. fever dream like that, that opening scene a stress dream and i mean jack had like you said you know it was textbook anxiety dreams you know around the time women are about to give birth and stuff about people hurting the baby because you know they're subconsciously thinking i have to protect the baby and get it out and all this stuff so i i i i'd assume we'll probably get some sort of uh, assertion on that one way or the other uh, yeah. as to whether the dream was real or fake. But he he does seem to have an interest in the baby. It uh, seemed a sure. little more real mm-hmm. um, after you keep going. Like once you get that reveal, you go, oh, no, no, that happened. Yeah. That happened. There may mm-hmm. not have been a need. I didn't see a needle. I saw more of a knife. Yeah, which in the the first dream, the opening dream, uh, mm-hmm. it was Locke and he was sharpening his Locke knife. Locke was creepy as heck. Like, I'm wondering why Locke was in that dream. Was it just she doesn't trust him or was it something more? Well, I want to know who was the person running around with the baby in the first dream. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was Charlie. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the person she trusts the most. Though mm-hmm. she didn't trust anybody at that point. Don't trust people. They'll steal your baby. No. Uh, <laughs> that's the no. lesson I've taken away from this. No. The- Steal the baby. Okay. Steal the baby. I know, but I, I, I'm assuming that Ethan is probably part of the others or the island people, as I'm calling the them. island people, or he he could be something else. Uh, you know, I, I I do have some theories coming have- up about oh. how he might be more connected to the events of, of this episode than we realize, and I'll just leave that as a tease for now. Oh, okay. 
What do the island people want with Claire's baby? Why are they against Claire having a baby? I don't understand. I don't know. Where did Ethan go when he was supposed to be getting Jack? Because he obviously wasn't going to get Jack. He was running around because he looked really sweaty. I'm thinking he ran back to the people, the island Mm -hmm. people, to tell them that it was almost time for her to have the baby. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, like I said, Claire obviously recognized him because she sort of like freaked out a little. was like clinging. And you could tell that Charlie realized that she was very uncomfortable with Ethan. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, is Charlie going to have to, like, hardcore defend her? Like, is mm-hmm. he going to have to pick up a stick and stab Ethan? Because Use those junkie muscles. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> she just found out about She's like, what? You're, you're drug addict? Um, because the island people are probably pretty awesome fighters. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's a drug addict. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to know why did the island people want the baby or not the baby? Like, if this is the safest place for this child, I'm terrified terrified yeah because yeah uh michael lucero in the chat room points out that in the the dream with Locke, uh mm-hmm. he had one black eye one white eye i didn't notice that i didn't notice that either but i, I that's was, still creepy my second watch through was on a ipad mini so yeah. <laughs> that might have had something to do with it but yeah okay so yeah you bring up a very good question though what is important about this baby and i think uh the answer lies in the psychic in the mm-hmm. psychic's true nature I know, uh, you know, it was very suspicious how at first he wouldn't read for her at all, mm-hmm. but then he was completely cool with it the next time she came over and saw I don't him. think she he was cool with it. She sort of, the more mm-hmm. she kept pushing. But he, it seemed like uh, he, he was against it on like moral grounds uh, when she first came to him and, I, and he didn't care about the money because this was he so bad. He gave it back bad. the second time too. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time I, I'm just saying that, you know, it, it felt almost like he gave in a little too easily when she came back. So I, I'm starting to think, you know, maybe he has some alter- ulterior motives here and uh, it leads me to believe that she became useful to him for some reason. But why? Okay, now the baby uh, seems pretty important uh, in the grand scheme of things, I, I'm wondering may, maybe if Claire doesn't raise it, it, will it become like a Rosemary's Baby level threat, like Antichrist Baby or something? Oh, because yeah, I mean, the dude seemed really concerned about it. And yeah, why would it a random needed, needed her goodness? And why would a random psychic care that much about a baby growing up to be, you know, I don't know, Hitler, a thief, or something like that? It, obviously, this baby is really important. I, it seems like uh, he was so adamant about this. He bugged her, like they said on the phone, for months about it, mm-hmm. about you know trying to fix the situation. That it seems the baby needs to be really important. I think to to have this make sense. So my theory is that the baby's actually, and we see at the end, you know, the baby's important to Ethan. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe the psychic is working for Ethan and was working for him to guide Claire onto the plane so she can crash on the island so he can take the baby after it's born. I wonder if maybe this is the start of seeing Ethan or the others reaching out into the lives of all of the characters we've met so far and manipulating them onto the island. They, that's just what, what I'm thinking. Like, uh, it, it feels like Ethan or whoever Ethan's with, uh, if he cares this much about the baby, then he must know the same thing that the psychic knew. Henceforth, the psychic was probably working for him to affect this. What do you think? I am for once a little speechless here. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I just, I don't see the psychic working for the people on the island. Mm-hmm. 
I don't see that. Um, see, what I was interpreting was that, um, you know, what the psychic was seeing was like any scenario that was running, if the baby wasn't raised by Claire, they would just become something absolutely evil and, you know, like Hitler-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, her, her nature is what is going to save it. And this was the only way to guarantee that she would be the one to raise the baby was mm-hmm. – that he saw the crash months on the second reading, yeah, which is why that was the plan. Yeah, and that's definitely the on the line explanation. That's the, that's sort of the the idea that her and Charlie come to mm-hmm. at the at the end of the episode. Uh, but I, I don't know. I feel I feel like there's more to it. There's always more to it. Uh, Michael always. Michael over in the chat room mentions that that's not the last time you see the psychic. By the way, he comes up in an episode when you'll be least expecting him. So next week, maybe. Maybe. Maybe he was back three episodes and we just didn't see him. Ah, uh, I'm not rewatching <laughs> it again. Okay. Okay, you want to talk a little bit about Hurley Hurley's census for the win. Okay, A, I still don't understand why this was not done earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously had the manifest when they were taking care of the dead from the fuselage and marking them off there. Why didn't they at least go around and figure out who was there? I mean, if they know who wasn't there, they should know who was there. And just to confirm that they have everybody and, you know, somebody mm-hmm. didn't get lost in the jungle as, you know, Parkman did. Yeah. Not called Parkman. <laughs> um, the pilot. The pilot. In the pilot. Uh, like, why did this take weeks and an attack for them to think, hey, we should do we should do this. Mm-hmm. We should, you know, be organized. Well, I, th- I think a big part of it was that they were just trying to uh, live, y- you know, build a sense of community and stuff and, you know, calling people out. And uh, I, we'll get into Boone's reaction to it in a well, little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in trying to get information from them and acting like you don't trust them is not necessarily a great way to build a community. Well, And that's the thing, though, is it's sort of the reason it came off that way was because it was done because of the attack. If they'd mm-hmm. have done that, you know, week two or even like week three when they started moving to the caves and stuff like that, it would have been more like, hey, we just, you know, just want to know who's here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just to know, um, you know, if somebody does go missing, you know, you know who lives at the beach, you know who lives at the cave, you know who's, you know, the usual back and forth. Everybody knows that this is the doctor's name, this is this person, mm-hmm. like... This is Sawyer. We leave him alone. <laughs> He's, you know, Templeton-y. Um, which also, yay to him for just giving over the manifest. Hurley's approach to that was absolutely perfect. He's like, listen, I could barter with you, but you should just give it to me for the good points. Yeah, I feel like the torture kind of uh, chilled him out a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. And um, how does just knowing who everybody is help figure out who the crazy person was? Oh, uh, like uh, – Like they, he, mm-hmm. he's wanted to do that because, you know, to figure out, well, you know, we don't know all these people. We're – you know, you don't even know. My name's not actually Hurley, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But how does knowing everybody's name and where they're from help you figure out who attacked the pregnant woman? Well, I think his thought process wasn't necessarily so much solving the, the Claire mystery. Mm-hmm. But the Claire mystery – made him realize that in situations like this there's no way to kind of get an account of everybody because we don't have documentation about who everybody is carry your papers we we don't well we don't know we don't know who's here right so we can't be like okay let's make sure everyone's here and then the person who's not here is obviously the one who's causing trouble or whatever right and then how did did Jin and son talk to him or did hurley talk to son <laughs> when Jin wasn't around to give all the information which we haven't seen them he just wrote down those two the korean people <laughs> in the corner yeah so, but, uh, that. 
but yeah, I I definitely feel like it, it, it was fortuitous that they uh, decide he decided to do this right before they got the revelation that there were other people on the island too. Mm-hmm. Like it it it, it uh, it'll be helpful moving forward, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as they try and suss out who's in the group. Though in whatever. reality, they should already. I mean, there's only forty six of them. Mm-hmm. Like that's really not that many people. Name 46 people right now. Don't make me do that. I can do it, but I don't want, <laughs> then I'm like calling 46 people out. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. No, no, but I, I, you know what I mean, though? It's just like, yeah, 46 people is only 46 people, but at the same time, it's 46 people, and when you're concentrated on a bunch of other crap going on, yeah. you know, it might not be that easy to keep track of everything. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But uh, we have plenty of more uh, stuff coming up here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell them about our contest, Emery? It's going to be over. Oh, That's is it going to be I over? That's why I took okay. it out. <laughs> okay. So uh, just, you know, we love hey, it. Hey, we had a contest. Did you win? I don't know. You'll find out at the end of March. Um, but uh, we we do love it when people go and leave us iTunes reviews. We haven't got a ton no, recently. we so haven't. if you could go over to iTunes, leave us mm-hmm. a quick review. We'd really appreciate it. It'll really help us grow the audience as we're putting these episodes out and everything. We'd appreciate it. Okay, Emery, em- why don't you tell them about the Patreon? Okay, I'll tell them about the Patreon. That I can do. Patreon.com slash Universe Box. This is a great way to help support all of our podcasts because really it Ooh, is We have all- a new page. We have a new page. Oh, yeah, they updated it. Yep. We haven't really looked at it yet. Sorry. <laughs> um, but this is a way to support all of our podcasts. We Are So Lost, Disney Passholder Project, Greetings from Storybrooke, and Legends of Gotham. We now have four mm-hmm. podcasts. Yes. Regularly scheduled podcasts. We have no life. This is what <laughs> we do. Um, but we really do appreciate any sort of a donation you can give us to support our mm-hmm. addiction. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those four podcasts are greetings from Storybrooke. I said them. Legends of God. Oh, did do you, you listen? When did you I say speak? the Did you say the Disney Passholder Project? Are you kidding me? That's mine. Okay. Well, it's there's just so much content; it's hard to keep track. But you know who does keep track? Our 27 patrons currently giving us 138 dollars a month. We love each and every one of you, and we want to thank you so much for supporting us. Yes, thank over you guys on Patreon. so much. Uh, come join the Cool Kids Club. We're going to be doing a hangout soon. Yeah, probably well, by the time this airs. We'd mm-hmm. have done like three more. Either tomorrow night or uh, either Sunday. Friday night or Sunday Sunday night. We'll yeah. be doing a patron hangout where we hang out with you guys. You can call in. We drinks. can talk. We definitely have mm-hmm. the drinks. But if you want to support all this stu- cool stuff we're doing, uh, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash universe box. And we want to thank each and every one of you yet again. Hugs and kisses. Yeah, and you can get the the link to that in the show notes at we're so lost.com too. True story. Yes. Okay, so uh, now before we get back to everything. I seriously almost went, and on to the news. Do, 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 do. No. No news. Nope, no no news. news. There is nothing uh, new. They, there's nothing new in the world of Lost, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Although I did finish season two of The Leftovers, which is done by uh, Damon, Damien Lindioff or whatever, who did Lost. Uh, really good. Tangent. Really good. Uh, but uh, yeah, Michael uh, Lucero always calls in to kind of talk us down if we didn't mm-hmm. like the episode or kind of give us some more context if we did like the episode, which we did. We did. So, uh, Michael, why don't you go ahead and do that for us right now? Mr. and Mrs. Meeks, we've met before, (laughs) and I can tell you this is important. It is crucial that you yourselves host this podcast, this podcast hosted by anyone else, anyone other than you. Danger surrounds this show. Your personalities, your spirit, your sense of humor must be an influence in the development of this show. There is no happy life. Not for this podcast. Not without you. 
It's intense. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. Hey! Uh, wow, this was a great episode. Oh, uh, yeah? I love that it uh, takes some of the expectations from past episodes, that it's just going to be another character-focused episode that's pretty light on plot. Some flashbacks about Claire, seemingly an important series of nightmares, and then that <laughs> ending. So creepy. Uh, so Ethan is the first of the others that we meet, but he's definitely not the last. And his creepiness is pretty indicative of the others. In- is that a spoiler that he's part of the others? Uh, no, I think it's pretty obvious. Okay. He wasn't General. on the plane. He wasn't I with the French say. woman. I'm going to keep cutting Michael off. Okay. Go. Uh, which is one of the reasons why I love them so much. Again, like I said before, they're uh, one of my favorite aspects of this show. Uh, so what does Ethan want with Claire? Um, that's something you might have to wait a little while to find out. Uh, but you'll definitely eventually learn more about that. Uh, also, it looks like Anne-Marie got another item from her lost wish list, uh, <laughs> since Hurley is finally finding out everybody's names, learning a little bit about them. Uh, we also learn Hurley's real own list. real name in this episode, Hugo Reyes. And sadly, uh, this isn't really a spoiler, since it's not about what happens in the oh. show, but what doesn't happen. But we never really do learn the story or reason behind the nickname Hurley. Lost great unsolved mysteries. Uh, but another aspect of Hurley that I think is worth commenting uh, in this episode is his scene with Sawyer when he gets him mm-hmm. to give up the manifest. I think it's interesting because it, it hints at a backstory that um, never actually ended up panning out. Again, I can tell you this because it's not something, uh, it's, it's something the writers originally planned for the character, but they never actually went ahead and did. Uh, originally the plan with Hurley was that he was going to be the world's best repo man. Uh, <laughs> the idea was that he had such a charming down to earth, every man personality that he could talk anyone into giving him anything and not by conning people like Sawyer and not by tricking them, but just by being upfront and being himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that could have been interesting, but the writers yeah. said they never could figure out an idea to really make that idea that work happened. in the story. Uh, again, that's very far from what his actual backstory is, uh, but you'll have to wait a little while longer for that. Uh, another thing I really like about this episode is the subtle wordplay that you don't really see or realize the first time you watch the episode. Uh, but the title itself, uh, raised by another, uh, it refers to the psychic's, uh, claim that the baby shouldn't be raised by anyone other than Claire, mm-hmm. but it can also be read as raised by and other, since Ethan mm. himself is one of the others. Um, a, a similar wordplay occurs when Malcolm is telling uh, Claire that she mustn't allow an other to raise the baby. Uh, but my favorite bit of wordplay in this episode oh. is Ethan's own name. If you actually include both his first and his last name, Rom, uh, R-O-M, uh, Ethan Rom is actually an anagram for other man, <laughs> which I think is interesting. Uh, the writers of Lost uh, stick stuff like that in all the time. Well, not all the time, but... Uh, Some of the time. Fairly often. Uh, all Who told, I give this episode stuff? 116 out of 123 firewood logs uh, that Ethan was gathering in the woods. Uh, as always, <laughs> thank you, namaste, and good luck. Thank you very thank you. much, namaste. Michael. Namaste. And I am excited that we are going to get Hurley's backstory at some point because I want to know. I was backstory. afraid he was going to, and you will never get Hurley's backstory. Mm-hmm. You'll only know him in modern day. And then, then I'd have had to throw something. I'd, <laughs> I'd have been, I'd have started mad tweeting. I think. You know what? You know what makes me want to throw something? Why? They some weak writing. I thought in this episode, in terms of Claire's boyfriend, uh, the the painter, the artist. Uh, first of all. 
obviously the character as written, mm-hmm. total jerk. Yep. You know, Claire wanted to get rid of the baby and he right. convinces her to keep it, then changes his mind. In the, in the changing of the mind is where I kind of have, has, have the issue. His heel turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, from, from Claire's reaction, it seemed like it came to her as a total shock to her. Like mm-hmm. they had just been going along, happy, preparing for the baby, and then just one day... Like this. Right. And uh, it shocked me as a viewer, too, considering how into the idea was – idea he was right. at the beginning. Right. I, I, I don't feel like his action in the final scene with him uh, was motivated very well. It felt like they needed the character to do what he did. Uh, so he did it. But they didn't put a lot of thought into the why of it. Uh, mm. y- you know, I, I just wonder, you know – how long had they been together? I, I mean, there was very authentic love in that first scene and authentic caring on both their parts towards each other. Hmm. And it, I, considering that, I, I mean, obviously, she might have been a little distracted with the baby stuff, but how did she not see it coming? Because it seemed like it came completely out of left field to her when he came in and she was handing the drapes and he just like dropped the bomb. I, I just, uh, you know, may, may, maybe it would, things would have turned out differently if that psychic had given her her reading. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's true. But yeah, yeah, I just felt I it felt it felt like a plot point and not a character decision. Um, you know, I don't know because I got the impression he was a loser from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Actually, because she even was so surprised that he wanted anything to do with this baby. Uh huh. And I mean, she even says she's like, "I knew you would do this. I knew this would happen." I like mm-hmm. you know, once she had finally put her heart and soul behind the whole "I'm having a baby." thing and then he switches on her it seemed like he was a type of person who would randomly just change his mind mm-hmm. no matter how important but it at was. the same i i don't know i don't think that that type of per, that type of person is necessarily the same type of person who'd be all gun ho at the beginning like that type of person would be like oh, okay mm-hmm. great okay whatever you want to do and uh, then they just slowly back away over the course of a couple months they wouldn't be like no we're keeping it we're doing this it's gonna be awesome yeah, like he was in the, in the beginning, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it, it was a, it was a yeah. point of contention I had, but um, I, I I can see how. On the other hand, in real life, if I heard about this happening, I wouldn't be that surprised. See, it, and it's just because you didn't see mm-hmm. how it happened. You know, we don't know. You never know what happens behind closed doors. Very true. Or when Very the camera's true. off. Maybe he didn't want drapes. Maybe he wanted Venetian blinds. And she was like, that's it. Done. Drapes make me an adult <laughs> with my $5 an hour at the fish fry place. Um, Michael does point out that I think she did know it was coming. I think she actually says, I knew this would happen. Doesn't she? Yes, she does. She does say that. She does. Just saying. She knew it was coming. She knew it was coming before it even happened. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So, hold on. This point's long and rambly. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> My favorites. All right. For someone who was willing to give up their baby multiple times, including two minutes after she found out she was having the baby, Claire was very, very attached to her unborn child throughout both well, the series so far. Mm-hmm. We have always seen her very loving and concerned with her belly when the baby didn't kick for a while. And then she had Jin's magic sushi and a kick, talking to the baby, deciding that it was a he. But in all of her flashbacks, she wants nothing to do with the baby. She didn't mm-hmm. want to have a baby, minus that brief moment in time when she was hanging up blinds. Um, yeah, even when she finds out she's pregnant, um, it's Thomas who convinces her to keep it. Is this all because they are stranded on the island and she's just like, okay, I guess I'm doing this because I'm stuck with the baby. I now. got no one to give the baby 
happy to now, um, you know, but she was loving even when there was still a real chance that they could be rescued, which makes that even weirder to me. Like, mm-hmm. is it part of the magic of the island? They kind of that made sort her- of, you know, manipulated her brain into going, yes, you know, I'm going to do this. I've got this. Mm-hmm. Me. Well, I mean, I think even, you know, if if a mother to be is planning on giving the baby up for adoption, there's still you know, some feelings there. And I, I mean, at a point when you're on an island pretty much all by yourself, I mean within a group, but by yourself, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, you'd be more inclined to lean into those feelings because if if the only companionship you have is the the kids swimming around in your womb, I mean, you're probably more likely to kind of embrace those feelings than, you know, push them away because you know you have to give up the baby soon. Mm, maybe. Or maybe she just wants her $12,000. <laughs> She's like, I got to keep this kid safe so I can get my money. Nah, she wouldn't have been the way she was if Mm -hmm. it was like that. Uh, Michael says, if you recall, in the pilot, Kate said she sewed the drapes in her apartment. Second mention of drapes in the show. What does it mean? (sighs) Drapes, the greatest mystery on Lost. Apparently. Guaranteed. Okay, and uh, Michael brought this up in the chat room earlier, but I wanted to mention it briefly, too. Uh, Just because it... rang funny to me uh 10 years on uh boone's accusation to hurley when he, he's going around collecting the names mm-hmm. uh where he he said he calls uh what hurley is doing his own little patriot act which is a, a reference if you're too young to remember oh. to a, a george w bush era law that was passed that uh a lot a lot of a collecting of data on americans and things like that and brought about things like the no fly list and this that and the other all in response to 911 and it was a very. If you're not familiar with that, you seriously mm-hmm. need to go to school. And when this show came out, which which I believe was immediately post, or maybe even during the tail end of uh, the 2004 election, I, I it was a big deal. It was a big liberal talking point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Patriot Act was bad. Privacy was important. It was like. On a list of 10 important things to uh, the left side of the aisle, it was yeah. probably number one or two. Yeah, 2004. And, but, you know, 10 years on, wa- watching this today, it, it sounded kind of weird to me because, I, I mean, this is not a big liberal issue anymore. In fact, a lot of times the left side of the aisle is like, oh, in the age of Google, in the age of Facebook, you can't expect anything to be private. And, and they're kind of arguing the opposite side of it. So, sadly, because uh, I'm a big uh, – I, 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 I'm a big private privacy advocate i even though you know i live my life online a little bit but you know things that should be private i want to keep private i'd like to keep private you know but uh his comments here just stuck out like a sore thumb to me and uh yeah but i mean there's always going to be something that dates a show like because mm-hmm. they're going to slip something here or there that is pop culture-y yeah yeah um, it, it, and knowing that ironically that's- in a sense to feel modern you know, they, they put that in at the time because the they want to feel modern. But, you know, it just kind of dates the show moving forward. But they know it's going to date the show moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, so did the laptop battery. Yeah, yeah. That they were able to use. <laughs> so there's that. Sorry. Yeah, it was just like something that popped out to me is kind of weird and odd and something that put uh, a stark reminder in my mind that we're watching a show now for the first time that's 10 years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Okay. You okay. Done? Yes, you I'm done. This? Why is Charlie the only one who cares about Claire and the baby? (laughs) Why? 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 
Why? Why? I know I said this last week, but is there not a woman on this island who has given birth? Well, now we know there's Danielle, but I don't know if we want to ask her anything. Well, you, you know, he, he's just been so long without heroin. He, he's kicked that addi- addiction, and now he has this addiction to love. Might as well I face it. Okay. But I just really, really hope that some baby preparations actually start in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Because baby's coming. Yeah. Somebody make a diaper. <laughs> Please. The baby cannot wear leaves. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I definitely feel like, uh, you know what I was thinking, actually? I, you know, I don't. Can you tell me? I'm beaming it to your head. <laughs> I know. What I was thinking was that maybe now that he's kicked the, the heroin addiction, mm-hmm. he, he's trying, kind of trying to emulate his brother Liam and, you know, settle down as well as he can on an island. Maybe that's his attraction to Claire, and that's why he keeps kind of pressing her to... You know, in, if not be romantic, at least be closer, emotionally but he, but he close. Was, he, was a, he was a good Catholic boy mm-hmm. before. He was a good person, literally, except for the heroin. Yeah. yeah. So other than that sweet, sweet heroin, he's a good person. <laughs> sweet, and sweet heroin. Sweet, sweet heroin. And now that he has kicked that, it's cleared his system and all of that. I think he's, you know, reverting back to those good ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't you know present himself really in that fashion mm-hmm. because they're on an island no one's making clothing <laughs> yet um but yeah i mean he's doing the best he can mm-hmm. and i think that's something that pre-heroin charlie probably would have done yeah he'd I, have reached out to try and help someone i i also thought it was interesting that you, you know he's kind of uh she's like uh you're sweet but no i for a lot of the episode and he he's kind of like in this this friend zone kind of yeah, situation he was friend zone. And, and i thought it, i thought it was just a funny juxtaposition because you know uh, everything we know about his life prior to the island that was not the case in his life right. he, he was never in that situation and maybe that's part of the attraction too maybe it's the fact that She's not fawning all over him because he's a super huge rock star and everything like that. Maybe that he he's kind of like, well, maybe if I get her to like me, then she'll like me for me and not like me for me. Not because I pal with Pavarotti or because I'm such a hottie, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But <laughs> you, you know, so I, I wonder if that might be part of it too. That might be part of maybe. the reason that he, might have been originally. Mm-hmm. Because he was still on the tail end of the sweet, sweet heroin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's really that anymore. I think he legitimately just wants to help her, mm-hmm. but not necessarily save her the yeah. way that she presents it. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, the thing with that, too, is she, she kind of gets really offended when these people are trying to help her. Mm-hmm. If anyone on the island needs help and needs protecting and needs guidance from, say, medical professionals right now, it's her. Right. You know, and she she's just dismissing it all out of hand. And I understand, you know, late trimester pregnancy and stuff. It's a very emotional time for a woman. And it's a very confusing time because you have all Was these... Was this very emotional during your thir- third trimester? Yes, very, very. That's that's when I uh, got it... the tattoos. Uh, <laughs> no, but... That's not but, good. You know, I, it, these hormones are pulling you this way, that way, and the other. All sorts of natural instincts are kicking in. You've, you're still the same logical being you've always been and that's pulling against you so so i mean i i understand where she's coming from at the same time 
maybe take the sedative. Maybe, oh maybe, maybe listen to Jack for a bit. But think mm-hmm. of it this way. She's thinking if I take the sedative and it knocks me out, I'm not going to notice when somebody's attacking me. Mm-hmm. That's her thought on it. Very true. And I completely understand, like, mm-hmm. in her situation, I'm not sure I'd have taken the sedative. In my own pregnancies, I'd have taken them gladly. But, <laughs> but it, by the same token, at this point, she's alerted the group. To the fact that, well, it, but the group doesn't believe her. Charlie's she's probably the only one being attacked, you and know? Charlie's the only one who believes her. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel just, like uh, that was a really big emotional, like. <laughs> but you did get some resolution on Claire. I or, got or, something, or at least you got an introduction <laughs> yes, to Claire. I got an introduction. Claire 101. I was gonna say I got the primer. Yeah. Okay. So Amory. Yeah. Out of 37 broken pens, <laughs> how many broken pens do you give this episode? Uh, uh, 34. 34? Why? 34. I, was a, I mean, it was, I think, a really good episode. I feel, um, like we said, this was one of the best ones <laughs> um, co- to connect the flashback to the present day. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the best, best to make the flashback still relevant, not yeah. just a history. It's relevant. Um and yeah, I just I again I like Emily DeRaven and mm-hmm. you know it's nice to have some women centric episodes because I'm noticing more and more that they are less and less. I don't I don't know. There's a lot of male centric on the island. Yeah, I know you don't see it. Yeah, I, like I I feel like it's split pretty evenly, especially like in terms of like character screen time. Even it, it'd be interesting to go through and just like time it out. And see, you know, for sure. Because uh, I think you could argue that uh, the the Sun and Jin ep- episode is really more Sun story than Jin's. It was meant to be Sun story. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room, by the way, gives it 37 or 34 broken pens. Oh, we agree. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that the pens were because i i mean claire saw them mm-hmm. as a sign that she shouldn't sign the paper i uh, do you think do you think it was a sign or do you think it was just you know crappy pens elevation problem with the ink coming based out? <laughs> on this show mm-hmm. i think it was a sign you think she saw the sign and it opened up her eyes and she is happy now and she lost eight thousand dollars in the 12. baby trade 12 no she oh because she was supposed to get 20 she was supposed to get 20 yeah yeah as for me i'm gonna give it I'm going to give it like 32 because mm-hmm. uh, I really liked it. I really liked the Claire backstory. Mm-hmm. I really liked the the Ethan reveal. Mm-hmm. I felt like the scene with Saeed was an info dump, mm-hmm. which kind of put me off in the last couple minutes. Like yeah. I, the first time I was watching it, I found myself like going for my phone uh, during that scene because it was like, oh, yeah, I know all this, whatever. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I had some problems with a little bit of the writing and Claire's backstory, right. particularly related to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I I feel like if we don't get more motivation than what we saw on the screen, I, I'm walking away just a little disappointed. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, I I don't I don't know what would satisfy me with it. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of the scenario. Maybe if we had one more scene mm-hmm. where we saw him starting to wear down about it, like he was like, oh. Oh, Maybe. Okay. Yeah, you know, and then we get the next scene with the drapes and all right. that. But yeah, good, good stuff. And, uh, you know, we don't have any listener feedback this week. If you want to react to what we've said about this episode or talk about future episodes, just label it clearly. Yes, please. Email us, we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. The Facebook is facebook.com slash we're so lost. The Twitter's at we're so lost. Go ahead and hook us up on there. You can get notified when we're going to 
record an episode. Boop, boop. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. One last question from the chat room here. Uh, Michael says, Bill, did you watch all of season one when you watched it 10 years ago or just parts? How far ahead did you watch then? Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I remember seeing all of season one. I remember, like, honestly, I... I past the stuff with Saeed mm-hmm. uh, last week. That's re- probably the thing I remembered most, most. clearly. I, the other stuff, I, like, I remember, I, I don't want to say exactly what I remember, but I remember some elements of the finale and some elements of the season two premiere, but nothing that I think that I think is in- informing my theory making now. And it's been a lot of years. A lot, lot's happened since then. I don't remember a ton of it, honestly. Like, the few things I have I, I think I think we're we're except until the finale we're full up on stuff that I remember from the original so or for, from my my original, original watch. watch through uh, which was in the summer between seasons one and two. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I guess that about does it. Okay, Anne Marie, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all of the podcasts we do, including Disney Passholder Project at universebox.com. And you know what? What are you, what are you hawking today? Why don't you subscribe to us on YouTube so you can get these episodes Ooh. as they air? YouTube.universebox.com. Yes. Okay, I guess that about does it. And uh, you know what I thought, Anne Marie? What? Wait, when you were you were saying you know what are you hawking this week mm-hmm. i I, fe- I felt like you didn't know what was going on in fact i felt like we were both like 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 i don't know like we're, we're so lost, lost. i don't know about that one it wasn't bad because i sounded lost when it happened